Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new conversation with me, Delvin Teesbury. And today I have again with me、uh, Jennifer Tan. For those of you who follow and listen to this podcast and this series, you'll know that Jen is not a first timer here. In fact, she's not a, even a second timer. She <laughs> is,、uh, this is her third time having a chat with me. And so, Jen, welcome back to the conversation. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a few months, Jen. Our last chat was in September. Or 2019.、Mm-hmm. It seems like a lifetime ago. We're now、uh, what, 31st of March. We're about to hit、mm-hmm. the 1st of April 2020.、Mm-hmm. How have things been? A lot has changed, a lot has happened in the last six months. But I'll, I'll start with a bit of an open question. How have、sure. things been? How have things changed for you?、Um, if we ignore the current situation,、um, <laughs> just, just for a brief moment,、mm-hmm. um, since we last spoke, it was Pretty relaxed.、Um, mm. My tail end of the year involved some travel as well as work, which was lovely.、Mm. I was home、um, over the Christmas period, so I had some time with family. Yeah. And、um, I'm, I'm not sure, sort of, I know that you're in Australia now. I'm not sure about places where you've lived previously, but it's always、mm. a bit of a slow start, I feel, in Singapore because you have Christmas and then you have the Roman New Year and then people gear up for Chinese New Year. So, for the vast majority of us, we're sort of on hold for the month of January and sometimes into February.、Yeah. Um, things always feel a little bit slower, a little、mm. bit quieter, at least in the spaces where I work.、Mm. And it's typically after Chinese New Year where you really feel like the year's properly starting in terms、mm. of finding rhythm and routine.、Yeah. But if you think about when we had Chinese New Year、yeah. um, this year, Um, and everything else that's happened since the time at which you would normally see things picking up.、Mm. Hey, Brian,、uh, the time that you would normally see things picking up is actually when everything sort of kicked off in terms of、yeah. COVID 19. So, yeah,、um, yeah that kind of brings us here. So, <laughs> it felt relatively calm. And then I think I just entered the space where everybody's finding themselves now. Yeah. yeah. So here, here in Australia, to add on to what you've just said,、um, Easter weekend is also coming up as well. So, usually、mm-hmm. in Australia, it feels kind of the same.、Um, well, minus the Chinese New Year part, because,、um, you know, like for those who celebrate, they celebrate, of course. But、mm-hmm. here as well, like Easter weekend is coming up soon as well. So, the, sometimes it feels like to me that the year. Starts only after Easter, which is in a, in a couple of weeks' time. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, a, it's been a strange, interesting, scary, exciting year so far, Jen.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、mm. yeah, I would agree with that.、Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, which let's, let's, now. yeah, let's get to it because we want to, want to have a chat about COVID 19. And、mm. uh, when I was Thinking about this week's conversation topic or topics in general, I thought, you know, look, COVID 19 is really topical right now. It's headlines every day, multiple times a day.、Uh, it, it, it nearly it felt like it had to be addressed. And, yeah, but, yeah. And, but from the point of view that, you know, based on my experience of how I'm dealing with it, because、um, I didn't want to go the route of from a health professional's point of view or from、mm. a pathology point of view, but rather more from Nearly like a mental health point of view, because、mm. I've been chatting with、uh, multiple individuals,、uh, small business owners, friends, family, and just observing as well how they've been handling things and coping、mm. with、um, the many changes, which we'll get into shortly. 
and mm-hmm. everyone has a different way of dealing and coping with COVID-19. So I felt this uh, was really a timely one. And I, I wanted to invite you back because uh, this is kind of your space, uh, mindfulness oh. and and kind of getting into the weeds about how to deal with things. Um, <laughs> so, so Jen, thank you for making time for this conversation. So let's, let's dive oh, in. I'll, I'll start with a, with, a, with a few facts, right? So we know that it started roughly in December. Uh, we mm. know from the initial headlines, uh, things started um, apparently, allegedly out of a marketplace in Wuhan. I'm saying mm. aw- allegedly because I've also been listening to a few conspiracy theory podcast we won't <laughs> we won't get into that right now but no the, let's not go down that path today the, the story is that in december out of china things started um and then around about chinese new year end of january that's when it, it felt to me that it took a, a, another a turn um mm. things spiked because of travel uh because people were just moving all across the place out of china into different countries mm-hmm. and well fast forward to now it's you know the 31st of march uh we are seeing headlines every day all day about how things are changing uh some stats uh globally 785,000 reported cases mm-hmm. uh over 37,000 deaths in Singapore, uh, 879 cases reported so far, three deaths here in mm. Australia, uh, over 4,000 reported cases uh, and 19 deaths. So news has been changing quite rapidly here in Australia. Um, mm. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start first by just giving you a bit of context about what's happening over here. Um, sure. it, it, it felt like only in the last two weeks, Jen, that things got serious, serious. That's when we saw uh, the non-essential um, pieces of our world being, in a sense, shut down. Like mm. uh, the government, government was saying, look, if you don't need to go out, don't go out. That was kind of the first um, narrative. And then it became all non-essential businesses to shut down, which includes gyms, uh, includes you know, uh, retail places, it includes... Mm-hmm. Um, many, many other uh, places all, all around where we live in Australia. And then um, just recently, now they've added, added additional restrictions around if you do go out, you can't um, be close to more or you can't be with more than two people at any one time. So, yeah, so a lot okay. has changed in the last two weeks, Jen, here in Australia. Mm. What, about, what about in Singapore? Have things changed slowly, dramatically, rapidly? What's been happening there? Um, I feel like in Singapore, it's been a little bit slower. Mm. And I feel like that's got a lot to do with how things were handled during the first wave. So we're experiencing a second wave at the moment. Um, You know, uh, cases started late January here in Singapore, Mm. but the case numbers um, were climbing very, very slowly to begin Mm. with. Mm. Um, And almost as soon as things started, measures uh, came in. Yeah. And... uh, For people who are not familiar with me or sort of where I'm from, Singapore's uh, not home as such. Like I'm from the UK, so Mm. I wasn't around for SARS, but a lot of people at the end of January, beginning of February, continually referred to SARS and how um, a lot of lessons were learned from that and how what was being implemented that may have seemed somewhat draconian from the outside was Mm. definitely a response um, after having had other experiences. Yeah. Um, so I 
my initial reaction was that it all felt a little bit extreme, but it was because mm. I, I really hadn't experienced anything yeah. like that before. Mm. Um, now, only sort of a couple of months later, I really see the value in the in the measures that were taken quite early on, because mm. I think that due to the strict guidelines that were immediately put into place during the first wave, it mm. has somehow granted us a little bit of freedom as we now yeah. uh, sort of enter this second um, yeah. wave space. Yeah. And it's funny because I think a lot of people, you know, my, myself included at the beginning, you know, felt like viewing in to Singapore from the outside, it all just seemed a little too, I don't know, 1982, a little Orwellian. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people spoke strongly about um, being in sort of democratic spaces that wouldn't have that. Yeah. And now we see these democratic spaces in lockdown or partial lockdown. And this is not yeah. a criticism. This is a simple mm. observation. This is yeah. what it is right now. Mm. Um, but I find it fascinating because basically we actually have a considerable amount of freedom here in mm. Singapore still. Mm. So mm. Um, we, we don't have to um, be at home all the time. Mm. It's recommended that if you can work from home, please do so. Yeah. It's recommended if it's not essential, don't do it. Yeah. Um, gatherings are still allowed in certain spaces, but they must be 10 people or fewer. Mm. Um, this affected the, the yoga, fitness, wellness movement mm. spaces um, quite strongly yeah. last week. There was a lot yeah. of changes happening back then. Um, uh, there are other measures in place like uh, keeping a meters distance apart from mm. one another minimum. Um, and inspections are going around, you know, mm. so Singapore doesn't do things lightly. Mm, um, when these measures are brought in, you know, they're, um, people pay attention to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a little concerned the other week. I felt like the quote unquote success of the first wave being handled so well led to some complacency within yeah. um, certain public spaces. Yeah. Um, but last week seemed to respond to that. Um, mm. It brought in much stricter measures as far as as far as heading out and being in groups yeah. of concerned, and that does seem to be somewhat impacting how people are behaving. Mm. Um, so you will see me sort of refer to my notes every now and then because it, it's such a rapidly changing situation that yeah. uh, I just want to be sure that I'm at least saying things that are accurate as of today. Sure. Um, but yeah, I do feel like there's a little bit of freedom that's been granted as mm. um, as a result of the, the initial response. Mm. Um, I think perhaps I'm a little overcautious compared to the average person here. And that mm -hmm. may be because I'm in very close contact with people in the UK oh. and yeah. Europe. And mm. when I hear what they're going through and how they're having to handle things, yeah. it definitely, hey, <laughs> it definitely has an impact on how um, I, I feel I should behave. So yeah. for me, it's not a case of waiting for the government to um, tell us what to do. Yeah. It's yeah. more about, can I preemptively do some of this stuff? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's why, unless I'm heading out for something that's work-related, I don't go out. And I, I've sort of given myself this self-imposed rule of once mm. a day, I can go out for something nice. So that might be taking a walk or going for a, an outdoor yoga class that's still permitted here. Yeah. Um, or maybe sort of, you know, um, a lot of people are sort of getting a coffee and then sitting outside and, you know, sort of taking the cafe outside sort of thing. So, so this mm. kind of thing. Yeah. So that's kind of where mm. we are at the moment.
Mm. And it's, it's fair to say that this is the first time many of us are experiencing an epidemic of this scale. And I, I said it cautiously because I'm so aware that uh, you and I both live in still very sheltered, uh, developed worlds, right? Singapore yes. and Australia. Whereas I was yeah. just reading online um, on the BBC um, yesterday how in other developing or third uh, world countries, um, the poor can't afford to have social to be socially distanced apart from each other. So yeah. you know th that's that's a separate discussion by itself. But mm. I, I'm just really conscious about saying that this is the first time we're experiencing this. Um, yeah. But it it is, it is true that um, you know I've been around for a few years now, Jen, and <laughs> and this is the first time that I am experiencing something like this. And mm. and so I guess my next question, Jen, is when did it hit you or when did you come to a realization that, you know, actually this is quite serious. It's no longer something far, far away in China, but rather this is something real and now. Yeah. So I think you raised a really good point about how um, we're already in a position of privilege to mm. be having the experience that we're having. And if mm. we have time, it would be great to go into that later. But if not, mm. yeah, another discussion. Mm. Um, when it hit me, it was actually quite easy be, um, for me to realize the severity of things because I mm. was supposed to be in the UK um, and uh, Europe at large uh, between mid-March and mid-April. Yeah. Um, so I had had plans from late last year to head mm. over to England, visit some family. Yeah. Um, I was meant to assist my teacher, Judith, for a training and then attend a workshop afterwards. Mm. Um, followed by my husband uh, flying over and then mm. we were going to head over to Greece. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice in theory. Um, I was meant to fly, I think the 16th of March and about 10 days out, I really started to feel quite anxious about mm. um, about doing that. Um, yeah. But I also didn't want to let go of the opportunities that I had in England. Um, yeah. and, and I and I love to travel, so I, of course, didn't want to let go of that. So yeah. I, I held on sort of thinking maybe things are going to turn around. Mm. And it was also hard to make a decision because things like the training and the workshops at the time, they were not being postponed or cancelled. Mm. And so it was a case of as far as we are concerned, it's still running. Yeah. So if you choose not to come, that's on you. Mm. Um, and after... So this was about 10 days out, maybe about five days later, um, mm. Patrick and I decided against traveling to Greece because um, we both agreed, you know, to what extent are we going to enjoy ourselves and actually yeah. relax? We really yeah. didn't know what the scene was like over there. Yeah. Um, so I changed my flight to come home earlier. Mm. So then I felt like I'd made a decision and I felt really grounded in that because I thought, you know, I'm just going over to do the practical stuff. I'm just going to, hey, Beth. Yeah. I'm just going to fly out, see the folks, see my sister, um, assist, you know, train up and then head back. And then that was sort of the week where everything just seemed to erupt in terms of mm. case numbers and deaths and more countries sort of uh, uh, coming under it. And once that happened, um, I had another wave of panic. Mm. And I had my cover classes arranged um, for those who are not familiar. I, I teach yoga in a few different spaces. And so I was speaking to somebody who was meant to be covering me uh, on the Saturday. I was meant to fly mm. on the Monday morning. And I said, you know, there's a part of me that just wishes the decision would be taken out of my hands because I mm. really don't know what to do now. Legally, mm. I can still fly over. Technically, I can do everything yeah. I want to do. But yeah. I just it doesn't sit comfortably with me anymore. Mm. And uh, I taught a class on the Sunday evening. 
And when I came out, um, as I'm sure has happened to a lot of people, my phone had, um, you know, just exploded with messages. And it was because yeah. a new travel restriction had been implemented here in Singapore. And it was the case of you could still fly out, but they were advising against non-essential travel. Mm. Um, and upon your return from the UK and several other countries, you would mm. be immediately placed under a 14 day stay at home notice. Yeah. Now, I think you are in contact in terms of your audience with a lot of freelancers. And mm. so I'm sure that people can relate when I say that already taking time off to do something you love is 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 a sacrifice in terms of finances yeah. Yeah. to know that you're going to do that and then come back to another two weeks of not being able to yeah. work. Um, mm. it, for most of us, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, I then sort of went down this rabbit hole of where would I be and who would I be in touch with if I did this trip? So mm. it was sort of like, I'm going to be yeah. at Changi Airport and then I'm going to be on right. a plane with the cabin crew. And yeah. I went all the way through, you know, sort of England yeah. and who I was going to visit. And the wait was just too much. Mm. And so even, so with all of that, I canceled my flight, I canceled the trip. Um, and it yeah, was really heartbreaking it, because I yeah. think we can say, you know, yes, we're being sensible, we're acting responsibly, we're looking after you know, each other in a, in a social manner. And at the same time, you can simultaneously feel sad about the things that you can no longer do. I think we're yeah. allowed to have both of those feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to tag on to what you said before, because I had uh, a few workshops planned as well. Mm -hmm. and, and part of the whole thing with, um, you know, being a trainer and providing content and, and doing workshops is, yes, you can do things online but uh, a lot of my work is still very much done offline meaning mm -hmm. in a classroom in a uh, in, a, in a, a venue of some sort where i am in contact well not physical contact but i'm around people right uh, yes. for two three hours eight hours um up to 20 40 people in an enclosed space and it i think it part of that discussion is it's not it's not only you but it's also those around you that you don't know mm. what or where or um, how they've been traveling but also the, there's uh, the pathology tells us that we may even ourselves become a carrier without mm -hmm. showing symptoms so it becomes yeah. a bit of like a uh, you know look if you don't need to to do things if you if you can afford to whatever that means and looks like just cancel cancel or suspend yeah. all of the above yeah. Um, I think for me over here, when it dawned and hit me like, wow, this is serious, serious. And I hate mm. to use a bit of a cliche um, uh, picture here, but when we started to see walking through the, uh, the supermarkets, things going out of stock, Jen. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And again, just to use the example of toilet paper, uh, mm. never did I feel or never did I envision or imagine that like, wow, this is actually affecting us in those little ways, right? Of, of the everyday mm -hmm. essentials and people going into this hoarding, panic, fearful mode of just stocking up on mm -hmm. everything where once upon a time, there'd be ample things in the, in the different aisles. It became like just bare shelves upon bare shelves upon bare shelves. And I think that's when it really like, it, the penny dropped in my mind that this is, mm -hmm this is something we need to be more alert about. So that's, that was roughly three weeks ago. Um, I, but being to the, the markets just yesterday, things seemed, and this is very, very anecdotal, but it, it seems like everyone has found that new normal of 
Uh, number one, the different retail places are putting restrictions in place. So one mm-hmm. item per person for, for select items. But number two, that everyone has found the rhythm of, all right, there's no need to panic. Mm. Um, it's not like that movie Contagion where things are just going bananas. Have you seen Contagion, Jen? I haven't seen it and I've decided it's probably not the best time to be watching uh, certain films. So yeah, it's going to be on my yeah. to be watched list for a while, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For those of you movie buffs, uh, Contagion is a good one. Very, very timely. I think it was released 2008-ish. Okay. I, I watched it two weeks ago and just to... You know, just to you know, uh, add salt to the wound. your feelings. <laughs> yeah. So, so Jen, how are you feeling? How are you coping with COVID? You know, um, having said all of that, in context of what's happening at the macro level, um, sure. to how things have changed from the day to day, how are you dealing or coping with this world that we're living in with COVID nineteen? Yeah. Um, so when you sort of invited me to take on this third conversation and you proposed mm. the title to it, I sort of laughed because. Um, I didn't want to give people the wrong impression that, you know, by me being in this conversation entitled, you know, coping with COVID-19, it was in any way to imply that I am coping with the current situation. Um, Mm. I'm very up and down, much like a lot of people. I have days where I feel um, calm. I feel like I'm able to take things sort of, you know, day by day. Uh, I'm able to work, um, fairly peacefully and I feel productive and I feel like I'm taking steps to handle the situation. And then I'll have another day where I'm in either complete panic mode or Mm. I can't seem to switch off the on um, in terms of like the thoughts about it, or I can't turn myself away from the news. Um, And I think uh, there's, there's a feeling of grief as well. I think a lot Mm. of the things that I felt over the last couple of weeks in particular are akin to when I've lost someone in my life or, Mm. you know, earlier in my life during big breakups, you know, these are the kinds of sensations, um, Mm. sort of feelings and and emotions that are coming up within me. Mm. Um, And, and I think that that's something collective. I think a lot of people are going through this at the moment. Yeah. uh, The not knowing where they stand from one day to the next. Mm. So if you ask me sort of how I'm dealing with it at the moment, I mean, really, you know, I think we're going to touch a lot of cliches today, but day by day mm. um, and to practice a bit of self-compassion with that. So to mm. to be OK with the fact that one day seems great and like I, yeah. I'm in control of things and, and mm. one day is not, you know, that's that's OK. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I, I feel there are a few layers to the question, right, or a few layers mm. to my to our responses as well, because I find for myself on at one layer I've it's a bit of like an out-of-body experience where I'm viewing things as if I'm in a weird, funky dream that I can't wake up from. Mm. Like, you know, this, this is me uh, having, having watched way too many, you know, TV movies and zombie movies and, you mm-hmm. know, uh, contagion-type movies where mm-hmm. it's the end of, end of the world. Uh, P.S. I'm a big fan of, like, post-apocalyptic-type stories and narratives. So this is, like, this is my jam. <laughs> so <laughs> on, on one level, I'm, like, I'm viewing things from a from a purely out of a curiosity point of view like wow this is really interesting right because mm. we've, uh, we've never experienced this um from an economics point of view things are just going to change because mm-hmm. right now like in australia the government is offering a lot of support which is kind of going to be backloading the the you know revenue chain thing uh, whether that's sooner or later how that all rebalances out that's really fascinating mm-hmm. for me just to be a, an observer about 
Another level is, um, you know, with, with kids and my wife works in healthcare as well. Uh, mm. she's, she doesn't deal directly with um, COVID-19 cases, but she's in that environment where she's in a hospital. Um, you know, hospitals are where sick people go. And therefore, uh, while she's not on the front line, front line, she's still very much close to the front line. So that's mm. obviously weighing on my mind as well, having, mm -hmm. you know, like, wow, you're going to work and um, you're exposing yourself but serving others as well so how do we mm. how do we come to terms with that thing about you know because um healthcare workers in general and like frontline people in general they have to do their jobs mm -hmm. but at the same time you know hats off because they are frontline they are literally frontline um, on another level i feel like what you've said jen i go back and forth between feeling like i've got no control um mm. but also feeling like wow um get a hold of yourself because there are things you can control and things aren't that bad yet like earlier we touched on how different countries different socioeconomic circles they have even less control over things so we're mm. coming from a place of privilege um and then beyond that let me see what else i wrote just um yeah the whole question around what's next and what does the future look like because mm -hmm. From what I've read, it's going to become a lot worse before it gets any better. And that could mm -hmm. be months. People are saying it could even be up till end of 2020. So there's a lot of questions flying around, which I think you and I and many of our listeners and watchers, we like when there's control and when there's a sense of a lack of control or no control whatsoever. That's when we start to, you know, our emotions flare up and down and go through that spectrum of like, happy, scared, fearful, you know, confident. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, and I think sort of, um, you know, you, you mentioned just looking at things sort of from a wider um, angle. Yeah, mm. for me, it's fascinating from a sociological, you know, standpoint, mm. we're, we're watching this huge human experiment take place yeah. and, and sort of seeing how, how everybody's reacting to um, these day-by-day -day happenings and occurrences. And and I think what we, we need to remember is that in addition to the current situation with COVID-19, everybody's lives are still going on, mm. you know? Um, and I've spoken about this on my personal page previously, but it's a case of, you know, babies are still being born. Like, you know, the good stuff is still happening. And also mm. like some really sad stuff is still happening. People are yeah. passing away for totally different reasons. You know, yeah. I've gone past car crashes in the last few weeks. You, mm. you have these sudden jolts back into reality of, mm. oh, beyond the stress that we're already experiencing, a lot of people are, for the most part, dealing with other things in their lives that can be mm. taking a toll, you know, um, it's like another layer to it in terms mm. of stress and, and things that they're having to cope with, you know, yeah. so we're talking about coping with this situation, but it's, are you then able to cope with everything else in your life? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So let's um, again, inch forwards. But before we do, um, for those of you watching along, if you've got questions or comments, feel free to add it into the section below. We'll see those and we'll make some time to respond to those as well. Um, but yeah, Jen, my next question is around how, how, <laughs> how do I phrase this? What's the best way to cope with, with all this? Again, um, speaking from your experience um, as an educator, from, from a yoga point of view, from a, I know from you, do, you've done a lot of work from a, a mindfulness point of view. 
like for those who are watching and listening and who are maybe asking them the question of how how can I deal and cope with this world that we're living in? Any mm. thoughts or um, suggestions, Jen? Yeah, so if I can just sort of, before I go into some suggestions, I just want mm. to acknowledge a few things. So this is where I'm going to refer to my notebook. Um, mm. I think what we need to do, first of all, is recognize what we're going through. Yeah, because we talk about COVID-19 all day long. We check the news, mm. hopefully only once or twice a day, but possibly more. Um, <laughs> I think what we need to recognize is that this is a traumatic event. Mm. You know, we're all going through this sort of global trauma of, and by trauma, what I mean is that this is a situation that has been thrust upon us. We had really not very much warning, little to no warning. And Mm. for the most part, our worlds have changed as a result of that, Mm. be it work related, family related, um, whatever it may be. we're suddenly being asked to respond at a rapid pace Mm. to something that we would normally have a little more time to um, process. You know, we haven't Mm. had that processing time. So I think that's the first thing we need to do is to recognize that um, it's okay to feel out of control Mm. because this is not normal, right? Mm. Uh, And this is another thing I spoke about on my personal page. You mentioned it just now, the new normal. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about getting back to how things used to be. And I think we yeah. are moving away from that as we slowly realize that this, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. Um, so I think to those of you who feel like you're not coping well with it, that's okay, right? That is a, a perfectly normal response to have to such a big situation. And there's no need to feel guilty about that, especially when you might be in contact with or be seeing online people who appear to be coping extremely well with it. Mm. And that's not to take anything away from them. I think it's great if they have already got some coping mechanisms under their belt that allow them um, to deal with this situation, then that is wonderful. And and I think that's um, that's something that, you know, um, we want to work towards if we don't have it. Yeah. Um, but it could also be a reflection of the privilege that we've already mentioned, right? Mm. Mm. Um, which I won't go into now because I'm conscious of the time. Um, but I think sort of wherever you are in this space is the exact place you need to be right now. So mm. try not to be too hard on yourself. And so um, I came up with some suggestions um, when you sort of briefed me on what we'd be going through today. Um, I've got sort of like a list of 10. So I'll try and go through them quickly. <laughs> um, so number one is to practice self-compassion. Okay. However you are dealing with things is right for you in this moment. Some people are throwing themselves into their work. Some people are refocusing on family. Some Mm. people might be getting in more workouts in a day because that's how they cope. Mm. Um, Mm. Some people might be eating more than usual. Um, You know, that might be sort of, there may be a stress trigger there that's causing Mm. them to, um, you know, sort of turn to a sense of comfort. Um, Mm. And that's okay, yeah? Do what you Mm. can day by day. So practice self-compassion. The next one is to find anchors in your daily life. So this is another thing I've spoken about. Wherever you can find a sense of consistency and regularity, stick with that. Because um, with each day that comes up, right, every time we wake up and we read the news, something has changed in the world. So these things are beyond our personal individual control. But there are other things that we, we do have a little more hold on, right? So whether that is a morning routine, whether it's the way in which you communicate with some people or the time of day that you do a certain thing, if you can have control with that, then 
take advantage of it yeah for as long as you can um so just to keep you rooted okay um the next mm. one is to think physically about your body and what it needs and wants not what you think you should do so mm. i'm seeing a lot of shared stuff about um let's get fit while while we're under quarantine or let's lose weight while we're under quarantine yeah. and i think the last yeah. thing we need to be doing is putting more pressure on ourselves to make our bodies perform in ways that they are maybe not used to on a daily basis and now expecting them to do it while we're under these very extreme circumstances if movement yoga um home workouts like a run if you're allowed that if these things bring you joy and a sense of playfulness and peace and they actually contribute to um improving your mental health then by all yeah. means indulge right but yeah. don't do it just because somebody tagged you mm. and now you feel the pressure to <laughs> to do it yeah everybody knows what i'm talking about so we don't mm. need to go down there yes. um okay and then which brings me to mental health right um i think we're all at different stages as to um how we understand our own mental health and what its needs mm. are um yeah. talk as and when you can to people you trust share what's coming up for you um i'm happy to like i've done in the past i'm happy mm. to share things uh post conversation like resources yeah. people yeah. who who may be helpful um but take advantage of the technology that we have so you can stay in touch right my family you know um are on the other side of the world but we yeah. are in communication more than ever at the moment and yeah. you know thank you whatsapp thank you facetime thank you zoom you know all of these things mm. are enabling us to actually have more connection than we may have had yeah. in previous uh, pandemics or, or um other such situations mm. um so yes yeah, you know sort of like talk about what's coming up or write journal whatever works for you mm. um if people are not familiar with these techniques i'm happy to speak with them offline if they want to um privately mm. message me um okay so also yeah uh, i'm seeing a lot of like now's the time to write that book you never wrote or you know um do all the things um okay yeah if if you have the energy and the bandwidth for that then you go yeah. ahead but again don't pressure yourself yeah mm. um moving on yeah um uh, these conversations have really taught me about the the limits that we have within the <laughs> the ig world um yeah. Okay, so the next one is about exploration. Explore what works for you. Explore what helps. Yeah. So for me, every day I open my diary and at the top of the page I write before any of my other to-do stuff. I write move, meditate, RY, which stands for restorative yoga, and mm. nidra, okay, which is another kind of yoga. This is not pressure on me mm -hmm. to do all four. This is a reminder that yeah. it's going to help me if I can do one or more of them in the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe I'm fortunate that over the years I've discovered things that work for me. Maybe for some mm. people this situation is thrusting them into the position where they realize they don't have these tools, they don't have these coping yeah. mechanisms. So yeah. explore. There's a lot of stuff that's being spun out online either for free or by donation or for a small nominal fee. Um mm. if you're in a position where you can afford, support freelancers, support small mm. businesses, you know. Mm. And if you're not, then the free resources are there or take a mix of both, right? um but explore what might be working for you for some people they need to write stuff down for some people it's it's physically moving like yesterday i 
you know, I tuned into Bob Sinclair's like live recording. He did a DJ set for an hour, which is really cool. Mm. I shut the yeah. spare room so nobody would be uh, would suffer, you know, the fate of seeing me. Um, but I danced for an hour. I danced by mm. myself um, mm. in this tiny spare room. I had about the space of a large yoga mat on which to, you know, dance within. Um, yeah. And then every now and then I was crying. Like I would just sort of you know, find myself crying, not sobbing mm. and out of control, but just sort of, you know, these are the things that are coming up for me. Now, for some mm. people, they might be thinking, mm, I don't think I need that. Okay, mm. what do you need, right? Explore mm. what it is that you need and what serves you. Okay, this one is non-negotiable as far as I'm concerned. Rest, because everybody's talking about productivity and, and getting mm. through stuff. And, and I think that yeah. these are good things, they're not bad, but recognize mm. your need to rest whether that is sleep, whether that's taking a nap in the daytime, whether it is mm. restorative yoga, whether it's yoga nidra, mm. whether it's doing a body scan yeah. meditation, you need to give yourself conscious relaxation. Mm. Lying on your bed and scrolling through the news <laughs> is not rest, yeah? That's, oh, P.S., for, for those of you listening, listen to part <laughs> one and part two, because we went into it like a deep dive around mindfulness and rest. So mm. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, back to you, Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, sort of that's, you know, I know I'm, I'm guilty of that, but I also know mm. that that's not me resting. Okay, sure. so please pay attention to giving yourself time to rest. Mm. Um, another big one for me is noticing your breathing. Um, mm. I'm currently filming episodes for my IGTV called The Breath yeah. Collective simple yep. breath awareness practices you mm. um you know provided you don't have um uh, asthma or any other respiratory conditions i would say mm. that they're fairly safe but you can read the descriptions before you try them but sure. um nasal breathing if you can um mm. it's great for your immunity again i'll i'll share some resources afterwards yeah. um to help people better understand why i harp on about nasal breathing and why i harp mm. on about breath awareness so much but um yep. paying attention to the breath is vital um okay look at the good coming from this now mm -hmm. i am at risk of sounding like one of those sort of woo woo sort of yoga stereotypes but i don't mm -hmm. mean that i mean look at the sense of community that's being built at the moment mm -hmm. look at what is happening in terms of creativity in people being able to adapt in the hope that's arising from this situation yeah um the way in which we're figuring out how to recognize people on the front line even if we can't see them yeah, yeah. Or, or be with them in person that's not to say blind yourself with this information only. Yeah. I think we need to find a balance between staying well informed via reliable sources, yep. um, observing best practices wherever we live, and looking for the good. Like mm. so, having these as sort of like your your triple, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know the tenth one sort of comes through and addresses all of the previous nine points, which is to do all of this without judgment. Mm um to observe your behavior without judgment mm. to observe the behavior of other people without judgment mm. the panic buying the hoarding these are responses to fear um for older people they may have lived through some, something similar you know mm. and and there's already something coming up for them from a previous trauma so yep. to try and sort of just observe yourself and observe other people um mm. with compassion with forgiveness um and with no judgment, you know, mm. it's hard. Mm. Yeah, like I catch mm. myself on a daily basis having to remind myself. Yep. So in brief, forgive yourself, find routine, move joyfully, look after your headspace, 
Don't compare yourself to others. Be curious. Rest consciously. Breathe consciously. Have hope and observe without judgment. And we're still good for time. So yeah. <laughs> that's sort of, uh, yeah, what I wanted to share. Mm. Great. That, that's, that's really powerful, Jen. And I, I've had enough conversations with you to know that you bring so much value to the table in terms of insights and uh, practices and just ideas for people to think about, even if it's, it's not their jam to do yoga. Um, <laughs> there's so many other parallels, right? Um, you know, so it could be instead of yoga, just do some stretching, just do some, you know, um, you know, core work or whatever it may be, find yeah. whatever that parallel is mm -hmm. for you. Um, I think for myself, when I was thinking about that question, it's, and I did view it and write some answers down from, mm. through the lens of this is a reset, mm -hmm. right? So whether we like it or not, the, uh, the, the reset button has been pushed and all of us are forced uh, into this new world. And I, I thought about how all of us are inevitably spending a lot more time with our screens, whether we realize it or not. I know for me, mm. for sure, I, I don't really say that as a general broad sweeping statement, but I know for myself, I find myself just scrolling through Twitter a lot more to, just to see what the headlines are saying. Mm. Um, but I also, so I, I thought, you know, look, if there is anyone else out there like me, this is a time to rethink about how we are spending our time online. Meaning that mm. if, if you are primarily a consumer of content, maybe we could think about creating content instead. So mm -hmm. I've, I've just recently um, uh, released a, not released or launched a YouTube channel. I've, uh, I've jumped on that wagon, you know, finally after 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. YouTube being around. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I've, I've just put up a series of videos around how to tell better stories and how to create better content um, on social media. And, and one of the parts I talked about was mindsets. And I spoke about how, and we've touched on a few of these already, but moving from a place of fear and being okay to fear, to feel fearful and to have that sense that, you know, like, I have less control now than I had before, but to move mm. from a place of fear to, again, bringing focus, uh, focusing on on uh, the blessings at hand. What are the mm. skill sets that we have? Um, who's around me? Who, who needs help? Who can I help uh, with the experiences and the knowledge that I have? And then from there to move forwards, from fear mm -hmm. to focus to moving forwards. And, mm. and I think that, because I know so many people who i think if if we're not in a world of creating content it becomes nearly uh, habitual just to post things and create things out of um you know habit right so hey here, this is what i'm eating hey that's what i'm drinking and that's perfectly fine but i've, I've always felt you know I've, I've got so many friends that they have so much um uh, knowledge that i'd love to just to kind of pick their brains about and so, mm -hmm. and so the point I'm trying to get at, Jen, is I think this is a great time for all of us to just stop, think, and um, re review what we're creating and sharing um, online. And that's yeah. a really kind of a that's that's a really niche answer, uh, especially for um, I think a lot are in my audience, as you said before, they're in that uh, freelancer space, and so a lot of them mm -hmm. have 
a story to tell, they have experiences to share, to teach from. And I think this is a great time for all of us just to pause and, you know, just to, that reset button has been already been hit. And just to rethink, you know, how can I help someone else, right? How can I mm. add, bring value, add value? How can I show someone more shortcuts, but a better way as to how to approach different things. So that's my kind of two cents on how, yeah. or what, what you can do during this period of, um, if you do have extra bandwidth and if that's your, if that's your thing to, to think about how to use your time a bit more effectively instead of, and this is me here, I'm talking about myself, instead of just binging on things like Ozarks. Are you a fan of Ozarks, Jen? Uh, so I'm going to disappoint everybody. I, I don't really watch TV. I have Netflix. I have a great watch list. Okay. Um, it's really healthy, um, okay. but I don't have a great watch history. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so I think my point there is like, um, yeah, I, I've, I've been, been doing a little bit of binge watching over the last few mm -hmm. days just to catch up on things since mm. I've got a bit more free time now. Um, but yeah, my point is I'm kind of also speaking to, speaking to myself, like, look, that's a choice, right? Either consume things or create things. And so I think that's a bit of my, my challenge to the listeners today, just to yeah. think about creating things and, and making things. Yeah, this is something, you know, sort of uh, so much and, um, of what you've said, sorry. Um, yeah, so you, much you, of what you've you said uh, that, you know, sort of today um, rings true with what I've been sharing over the last few days in that I think mm. once you do have the time to sit with yourself and mm. uh, look at where you are in this space, mm. then it's the time for growth and opportunity and creativity. Yeah. Then it's the time for you to think, okay, maybe this is not how I envisioned my work, but mm. this is not how I envisioned the world either. So mm. how do I figure out um, how I can bring what I love so much into this new world that we're entering. Yeah. Um, and I think also mm. sort of on top of that, um, to somewhat shift the focus in, into what you can do to help. Um, mm. I'm not a medical professional, you know, I'm, mm. I'm not somebody who can sort of like go onto the front line and help in that sense. But, mm. you know, I teach yoga, I teach breath work. Okay, so maybe I can offer some breath yeah. work. I know Lalinia is here um, mm. and she's, you know, she's maybe in her fifth or sixth week of, of um, being under lockdown in Italy. And, mm. you know, when I do these breath awareness practices, when I do the virtual walks, it's for mm. people who are, I mean, literally unable to leave their homes, you know? Yeah. So I yeah. may not be making an impact in terms of the people who yeah. are, you know, in a hospital bed, but it's what I can offer. In the same way, I know friends who are artists and they're sharing their art, you know, and they're yeah. doing coloring pages, or I know friends yeah. who are teachers and they're sharing their educational resources or doing PE lessons, you know, for people who, who are suddenly finding themselves in the world of homeschooling. Um, mm. I think we all have something that we can offer. I think we may mm. have thought that these offerings always had to be in person. And now mm. what this situation is presenting to us is a new opportunity. Um, and it's saying, you can still bring this to people mm. who need it. You just mm. need to have a little rethink as to how you're going to deliver. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Jen, as we draw towards a little bit of a close, we've got roughly mm -hmm. five-ish, six yes, minutes left. I, I am think. very aware. I've been keeping my <laughs> own time this time. I didn't last time, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask a question around homework because I think it's good that we've kind of talked broadly and then zoomed in and out on a few different things but do you have any homework that you want to leave with the watchers and the listeners to one thing to do today tomorrow tonight what's one thing they can do 
right now to cope better, to be better, to plan better? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Um, so um, after this, what I'll do is I'll post the 10 points that I raised. Mm. And I think um, for people to just explore either what you um, don't have right now and whether you'd be able to bring something into your life that sort of mm. alludes to mm. one of those 10 points, or let's say you're doing all mm. 10. Um, is there one of those points that you'd like to explore in a little more depth? Um, so I'll post that and then people can take a look. Um, but ultimately, if you really, you know, sort of just feel mm. quite overwhelmed by the, the idea of homework being given, then I would just bring yourself back to, to point 10, which is to observe without judgment and to, to practice that self-compassion a little bit more. Um, but I will put the 10 points because I know that you have a lot of people in your community mm. that are doers. Um, so I will put up a little list and then they can mm. take a peek there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My homework then for the watchers and the listeners is to stop spreading fake news. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jen, the pain, the pain of uh, seeing unverified news being just forwarded on WhatsApp, it, it, it really pains me, Jen. And I, uh, anyway, look, <laughs> yeah, so the point is stop spreading unverified news. If you don't know who the source is from, if you don't know if it's true or not, just don't spread fake news. I have That's a funny feeling that you might be <laughs> preaching to the choir, though, and that I can't imagine very many of yours or my followers doing that. But yes, I have been on the receiving end of some interesting news pieces. And, you know, for those of us who are in those large group chats that extend into like a wider community, mm. it can it can really escalate. Mm. And I would mm. say uh, much like with travel and going out of your house, mm. if that group chat is non-essential, you know exactly where the mute button is, right? So mute it for a day, mute it for yeah. a week, mute it for a year, but just anything yeah. you don't need, remove it right now. Yeah, we don't mm. need that. Mm. So Jen, mm. last question before I let you go and feel free to put parameters around this however you want to, but mm -hmm. a bit of a, you know, what's next for you? Because I'd love to catch up again in say three months-ish. And, and this is also a bit of like a being accountable to you thing. I want to share so what I'm up to just so that the next time we chat, I'm going to think like, geez, I got to tell Jen where I'm at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any short term goals, Jen, like for the next three to six months, what are you working on? How can people follow your journey? How can people, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so when you sent me that, um, I was like, wow, three, three to six months feels like a real long time away. Um, <laughs> I, I am currently looking into how I might need to adapt what I offer. Mm. Um, at the moment in Singapore, mm. in theory, I can still practice in person with people, but um, those mm. regulations are becoming stricter by the week. And at yeah. the same time, I know people's comfort levels, my own included, are shifting. Sure. Um, so I don't want to find myself completely out of work and then needing another two, three weeks to figure things out. Yeah. So I'm working on that yeah. now. I'm looking into yeah. the different platforms that I can use. Mm. Um, I'm experimenting with a couple of friends or good students who, you know, sort of are happy to, to test things out. Mm. Um, something that I can't talk about just yet, but I sure. will be talking about in the next couple of days. Um, so watch this space. Um, but I'm excited uh, for, for this project that's coming up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, I guess, considering what I've just mentioned, I guess my three to six month um, plan is to have a um, better streamlined online platform. So, you know, the domain of my website that's been hanging around for over a year, you know, needs to see some action. And, and I think that's what's going to be happening. So just 
it's it's not like I want to go completely online, but I think I sure. need to acknowledge what is yeah. happening right now. And so yeah. yeah, just sort of work work towards towards that. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm so aware that, um, and I, again, this is one of these cliches. But what we're gonna do now, uh, the the foundation, the things we're gonna, you know, uh, achieve. To use a word in the next three months, will set up how 2021 will flow. Right. Um, I think for me, um, back in 2018, I wrote an ebook, and who knew that the hard part of having being an author is to not write a book but to sell the darn book <laughs> so mm. so for me the homework is for myself the short-term goal is to uh work on the marketing of this particular book that i wrote about the the the, the funny thing not funny the strange thing is that the book is all about networking and so mm. it, it feels like a weird time to write be um <laughs> going deep into writing content about uh, purposeful networking. Um, but uh, it's just one of these things that I, I always left it in the I'll do it next time bucket. And so I think now that I have, um, you know, just because of the home, stay at home, and it, unless you have to go out, think I'm just going to try and get this up and running once mm -hmm. and for all. So this may look like extra video content. It may look like a bundled package, you know, series, which I can then, you know, market and sell. Yeah. So ask me, ask me about that in three months, Jen. Okay. I will. Yeah. I can be your accountability. Buddy. No problem. <laughs> All right, Jen, how can people follow your journey if they're not already? Yeah. For now, just uh, follow me um, here on Instagram, practice with Jen, um, practice with an S um, just in case people are unsure. Um, it's where I'm sharing pretty much everything for now, but who knows in the next few days, I may try that may um, change, but I will mm. post everything from here. And within my stories and highlights, I'll share the pointers that I raised today Great. and the homework for anyone who's interested. Yeah. Great. Well, Jen, once again, thank you for your time. Um, I, I love chatting with you, Jen. Is uh, you're you're one of my favorites to just catch up with. Uh, we've never met in person. That's the the great yeah, thing. Yeah, it feels about funny, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like sort of this is something we can be grateful for, right? Yeah, yeah. So Jen, thank you once again, and I'll stay on You're for most a little welcome. bit longer. I enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah. So um, any last words? No. Yes. No. Just uh, thanks to anybody who tuned in. I saw a few familiar faces, and yeah, uh, yeah I'll see you or speak to you soon. Okay, folks. There you go. If you'd like to stay in touch with me, send me an email to heydelwin at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram or Twitter, same handle, at heydelwin. Before you go, folks, uh, if you're listening to this, leave me a rating and a review. Uh, find me on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. Subscribe, and I try my best to deliver fresh new content every week. Uh, but beyond that, that's it for today. Take care. God bless. I wish you every success. See you next time. Goodbye.